You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. All right, my people, just to remind you, next week, February 18th, is going to be the first live podcast. You need to get your asses up to Stand Up New York Labs, 78th at Broadway, 8 p.m. It's also my birthday. If no one shows up, I will probably commit suicide the next day, which will ruin my family because you don't want to, hey, happy birthday, and then bury a motherfucker the next week. I will be that depressed if you don't come out. We have good support for the show. Support us live. It's going to be old guests, old guest hosts. We don't know. Musical guests. Seriously. Warm-up comics. Show up the fuck up or I'm going to, yeah, I might be dead. You live with that shit. All right, now enjoy this episode. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. All right, my people. Welcome to the number 37 ranked podcast in the history of civilization. Now, that's the history. All right. Think about all the good ones. Think about Teddy Roosevelt's. Rough Riders podcast, <laughs> co-hosted by DMX. That one was a good one. <laughs> the only thing you... Was he the one who said you only have anything? I'm trying to think. No, now. that was FDR. In history, Shit. who do you think would have a good podcast? All-time great podcast. History. No, no, but like, if, like do you think... Entertaining? Like, entertaining. It could be okay. some controversial... Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think Andrew Jackson, I think, would have a very... <laughs> Interesting one. Welcome to okay. Kill All the Engines with Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today's episode, we want to kill those goddamn engines and take Louisiana. Um, yeah, the hateful people. The hateful people. Yeah. Like, I mean, imagine it, Hitler would Hitler's, have a pretty Yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah. The mind Kampf A lot of cast? yelling. Yes. Hitler's is one side. Hitler's is boring after a while, though, because he's only really talking about the same the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, okay, what about, you yeah, know. We get it, blonde hair, blue eyes. Do you have any <laughs> other opinions? What about sports? Because it's all the same with him. With sports, fuck Jesse Owens. He yeah, I know, but that's over. what I mean. He just he does got two buttons. Before we get knee deep in this, hi, I'm Mad Dog Mattern, the host of um, America's number one podcast voted on by Canadians. I brought that one back, even though I was going to go away with it with the number 37, but who cares? With me, of course, my right hand, who's sitting to the left of me, which you can't see because we's on a podcast, Benji Suswan, a.k.a. Ace, sweet, sweet, sweet wine, baby. Pleasure to be here. Back from Europe. Back from the Switzerland. That's what the fuck it is. The dog. land of the Swiss. Did you hit the slopes? I did not. I got to see them, though. You got to see the slopes? The Alps. <laughs> Pretty sweet. I feel like we're setting up a bad vaudeville bit right there. <laughs> slopes. Uh, I was in Switzerland. <laughs> um, so, good. Um, is the food great there? Interesting. A lot, uh, lot of cheese, meat, and chocolate. Oh, yeah. That's it. What about fish? I think they'd have, like, herrings. They have, the yeah. Some people were telling me to do that. These little, like, sardine-type things that they catch and just swallow. But I didn't have any of that. Everyone's blonde hair, blue eyes? Yeah. And That's I, not, scary. Not so bad. It's, it's too not, much. It, it's a nice, I mean, it's a mix. I didn't realize that about Switzerland. It's like a large German population, like German Swiss and French Swiss and then local Swiss. So it's kind of, it's a mixed place. I, don't I know. think people think Sweden. We confuse the shit out of each other. Yeah. I always meet they people They made fun from of Sweden. that there. Oh, they should. It's like when I meet people in the crowd from Sweden, I'm like, are you guys neutral? Like, yes, we are, but we're not the neutral you think. That's right. Swiss. Fucking relax. <laughs> We're not the neutral that's neighbors with Germany. Yes. 
See, that took a lot of patience <laughs> on their part. To stay neutral all these years and then next to Germany starting all these fucking world wars. Very sensitive to uh, being called out about that. Some about being com- neutral? Some comics are making jokes. Oh, about being looped in. Yeah, with like Germany. no, there's no neutral in a Holocaust. You're either with us. Yeah, or you probably should right. make a decision. <laughs> yeah, there's some real middle ground. Right, sort it out, you guys. We'll stay over here. <laughs> we'll yeah. just, you guys figure it out amongst yourselves. Right. Hopefully, you keep the Jews alive. But I mean, we'll just stay. Hey, we, we, our hands are tied. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We just, should be mad at them, just like motherfuckers. <laughs> no, but you know what? Everyone there was wonderful. I've, I personally. Okay, I was about to tell everyone in Switzerland to turn off the goddamn podcast. All our Swiss fans. Until they I was spreading, I was spreading the, the love out there. Oh, that's trying to pass around uh, the lust for life vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you're the ace. That's why you're the right hand, <laughs> cowboy Benji Susswine. See, that's I gave you another oh, Bob Orton nickname. It's good to take the two cowboy. To open the show now. Oh yeah, yeah. Was telling <laughs> on the third mic, my roommate, my brother, Anthony Devito. Hey, His man. nickname that I give him, Devitz, baby. Devitz. Yeah, uh, was... you really went all out. <laughs> Devitz. Yeah, really traveled far for that nickname. Right, you took s- my last name, <laughs> took out a letter, put right. on a Z. Let's cr- Devitz. No, I like that was um high school. That's what I used to be called. Devitz. You know what else I call mm-hmm. you? If he was. If we had a dance party randomly happen here, guess what he'd be called? Crazy DeVitz. Okay. So our guest today, uh, we're going to bring on a little bit. His name is Saul Arbach. He works in a funeral home. He has an interesting job. He's also going to become a rapper or is in the process of becoming a rapper. And he's an interesting fellow who comes to the club a lot. And it's going to be wonderful. Do well, I know where it's forward. going to go? Not a chance in hell. But it'll be better than me saying crazy Feats and replacing feats with defeats. Where I lost <laughs> the room on my own fucking show. <laughs> I mean, the producers usually sell everything I left. God bless them, Johnny and Supertramp. They both were like, "You're on your own with that shit, son." <laughs> I just think by the end of the show, we we could have a better nickname going. At least yeah. throw out some options. Yeah, I didn't didn't get the dance party thing. That's all. Well, cause crazy feet. Cause when crazy. I see someone dance, oh, I go, okay. "Give up for crazy feet, Benji over here." <laughs> If I, I do that like at the warm-up job when the cameraman starts dancing right from the jump. So I'll just yell, give up for crazy feet, Carlos. <laughs> and all the old ladies, Hello! they do all that. And, and always one young girl gets kind of creepy. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, oh. Like an older Spanish guy. Good for you. You want to really stir up shit at home when you get back to <laughs> Omaha. That's the weirdest thing I think you bring home is a 60-year-old Spanish guy. Well, I don't care what uh, you, you know your family's got. That's the weirdest thing you can bring right. home. 60-year-old Spanish guy, mesh tank top. That's the weirdest thing you can bring home. And what, if he only speaks Spanish, that really pisses off. He's, yeah. He's 60 and he doesn't speak any English? No, no, no. Toothpick, habla. the whole thing. Oh. Was he Razor Ramon? Yeah, basically in my head. You... Know who I am, but you don't know why we are here. All right, I want to get back to the topic of the greatest podcast. Who would have time. a good podcast? From all history? time. Oh, okay. How about the, any of the Caesars? Yeah, those guys would. Here's the one: the triumphant Julius Caesar, Mark Anthony, and who was the other one? Augustus. Pa- Aug- well, Augustus. Was Augustus? Pompey was the original. It was Pompey, oh, okay. Caesar, and I believe Mark Anthony. Or I'm fucking it up. Mark Anthony came later. That would be the shit because. They be dropping. They probably got stories. Hints on on murder and that on <laughs> right. each other. You know who'd be working the booth for that one? Brutus. Mm, Brutus right. would be the engineer <laughs> and the producer of that shit. That would be the greatest podcast ever. Yeah. Yeah. Guests would be like Cleopatra. Then she'd be throwing vibes mm, at all uh, these motherfuckers. Everyone. She'd be talking about blowing Caesar, and then he, Mark Anthony would be like crying a little, but he still got Caesar's back and shit. 
It would last one podcast, and that would be it. Oh, man. One episode would be over. It would be the best, dude. That would be a great one. I think if, like, Columbus had, like, an ongoing one while he was exploring. Oh, Oh, that'd be cool. Breaking news. (laughs) Another hemisphere to this planet. (laughs) Guess what's not flat? (laughs) Yeah, I think he'd be arrogant about it. Still not flat, bitches. (laughs) That's a myth. They knew it wasn't. Columbus didn't discover that. What do you mean? Yeah, he was just on board. They knew the earth was round. Like, from the Greeks, they knew that shit. How dare you take away no. the most famous Italian of all time? No, he was working for that Spider. doesn't say he still, yeah. he still yeah. came here and 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 killed everyone. But. I thought it was the Indies. <laughs> I thought it was right. West, the West Indies, big dummy. Yeah, that's why they're called Indians. Yeah, I know, which is crazy because you know, I'm so, is this who has a joke about this? Like after like four minutes. Oh, Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis. Yeah. After four minutes, they know they're not Indians, and it still sticks. It's hilarious. Well, just like any Italian, he can't admit he's wrong. Right. No, you're Indians. No, man. No, we are not. <laughs> That's my horrible Indian impression. <laughs> God, I'm the worst. All right, let's think of more. Come on. This is now the. I'm going to be fascinated I with think this all night. Even, I mean, maybe like Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. Shape. Yeah. Uh, I think Lincoln, uh, definitely. Um, he just. I think his would be interesting. He took forever to talk. I think that'd be fun to Did sort he? of listen to. Yeah. He had a funny voice also. Yeah. He had a very slow drawl. Yeah, like a little high pitched. Mm. I got two right now. Ben Franklin, because okay. he'd be talking about the government, also would probably talk about all the hook. He was a hooker head. Yeah. Yeah. Left and right. Philadelphia hookers, Tucson. That's some rough shit. Right. Um, that's <laughs> they some, do fuck around. Oh, I've been there, baby. I've been there. Um, shit, I just forgot the I'm other. trying to think. Someone with stories. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Game, oh, yeah, set, Mark Twain. Uh, match, okay. McEnroe. Right. All over right there. All, yeah, those writers, those like, Crazy, like F. Scott Fitzgerald was a drunk. Oh. Hemingway, Hunter yeah. Thompson, back in the seventies. Yeah, Bukowski. Yeah. What is this fucking thing? Give me more <laughs> wine. I listen to uh, Groucho Marx podcast, huh? Well, he had a great radio career. Yeah, his podcast now uncensored. Uncensored. Groucho exactly. could curse. Groucho was crazy. People don't realize this. He was an adventure seeker. Yeah. Everyone think he's like, oh, your grandpa's favorite comedian. This dude did a. First of all, do you know who he, he was friends with in the 70s before he passed away? Just take a random guess. In the world of rock and roll. Let's take some guesses here. I'm not guessing. Come on. I'll give it. Look, <laughs> we, we have another hour, 10 minutes. Let's go. Everyone just take a guess. If it takes the too 70s? long and sauce to come back next week, fuck it. He'll do it. David Bowie. Very valid guess. David Bowie. Super Tramp in the booth. Are you Any guess? Van Morrison. No, it wasn't Van Morrison. Rolling Stones? No. All five of the Rolling Stones. Alice <laughs> Cooper. He was oh, friends wow. with Alice Cooper. Also, Groucho Marx used to drop acid yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Stu's crazy. How old is he in the 70s? Do we know? Pro- I think he was born around the turn of the century, like 1890s. Really? Or 1900. We could do. We so could he's 70 in the 70s? Yeah, he was an old dude, but he didn't give a shit. He got all those awards, and he said, you could take all these awards. They don't mean nothing. I give them all up for one erection. <laughs> I think Woody Allen said that also, though. <laughs> I think he's still getting them up. Anyone, Apparently, he's getting in trouble. who yeah. won awards at 70 said that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your Lifetime Achievement Award. I prefer it with an erection right. and a big-titted blonde <laughs> named Alice. I don't know why I went with Alice. Here, Groucho. I'm looking up Groucho. I think he's... Man, I don't know if he was ever a technically a stand-up comic, 
But he is one of the funniest. Yeah, just on the spot. Badasses. are just jokes. 1890 to August 1970. The kid is good, and I'm the kid, baby. I'm, a, I'm sharper <laughs> than a number two pencil on test day, baby. Groucho Marx. Those movies are anarchic. Man, I didn't enunciate that worth of shit. It, the, the movies oh. are anarchy. Yeah, okay. Like so, I always will flip through the scenes when the, the Marx Brothers aren't on, when it's like the girl who's a piece of ass talking to the straight-laced dial tone, hey, blah, 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 right. and they're, he's trying to foil their plans. But anytime they're on, it's just pure nonsense, hitting each other in the fucking face. Right, it's like sketches a little bit. Like they just do a scene of like, hey, this is us playing cards, but we're cheating. But I don't even feel like they wrote anything. No, it's just fuck around. It's like, hey, let me see what this is. I once had a gig in Vegas. This is the, the desperate money days where this guy said, do you want to play Chico Marx? I go, great. <laughs> where is it? Oh, it's four hours on a Saturday. Well, I can't miss my gig. No, thanks. It's $500. What hotel are we going to be at? Right. <laughs> we were there. I barely knew anything about him. I watched like a couple movies two days in a row. I tried to get like a bit. I had one scene written with the guy. It was the same 100 people at this dinner. We were obligated for four hours to do the act. I went around dressed as Chico, you know, the fake Italian. And you? I did the same. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably true. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be something when, the, when I get the results and I find out that I'm 50% Jewish? Yeah. Would I? So, all right, so I've been, was brought up Italian and I come off very Italian. But if mm. my bloodline's 50, am I still Italian or am I more a Jew gene at that fucking point? Like my main man, Ronnie Munn. You mean 50% Jewish, 50% Italian? Yeah, but you know, the Jews who act Italian, like Dice Clay, that was labeled right. a Jew gene. A Jew gene? Uh. Would I be more technically a Jew gene than an Italian? Yeah, I guess so. What would you, what's your ruling? I would say, yeah, I'd put you in the Jew gene. We I have, just found out about it. We have 100% Jew, 100% Italian. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. should make the, the, the decision oh, yeah. gets made right this fucking now. Yeah, I, what was it? If it comes back Jewish, I'm you'd be 50% a Jew gene? Jewish. Okay. I, what else but, would you be? Yeah, that, yeah. What I don't even fucking options? know. I just try <laughs> to come up with things to talk about in the fucking 15 minutes. And no, I, I mean, I think you're definitely a Jew gene. Why, yeah, I found out about that today as well. That's exactly what <laughs> you are. And by today, no you guys what, mean 30 seconds ago. Right. Yeah. 30 seconds ago. You guys made it sound like it was off the wire <laughs> on CNN. got the memo this morning about the Jew genes. <laughs> anyway. Well, this is a great intro. <laughs> I really feel. Super Trev, how do you feel so far? I think we're going to go to the guest. I really enjoy this. <laughs> I enjoyed that we didn't know where the fuck it was going to go. We talk about the greatest podcast. Saul, when you come on in a second, just so you know, we're going to interview the shit out of you. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk. <laughs> but at any time anyone has an idea for someone all time to have a podcast, they got to let it out. All right? That's okay. it. If you have gas, you hold it in. If you got an all-time podcast, you spit that shit out. Okay? I don't care who it is. Show business person. Marilyn Monroe's podcast, would yeah. that be worth a fuck or no? Yeah, yeah. For, sto- for like behind the scenes story stuff. I was going to say Jesus. Oh, the D. All right. Yeah, Trump yeah. is with that. <laughs> I feel like his gets boring too. Jesus? Yeah, he's like another guy. Love he's only. He does one track. <laughs> That's really it. I turn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't have a lot of behind the scenes <laughs> shit going on. In case you're wondering, I think <laughs> The Apostles. That's a more uh, interesting ooh. podcast to me. Anthony has labeled two guys as one trick podcast <laughs> ponies. Right. And that is a short company, and that company is Jesus, um, the Lord and Savior, yeah. and Adolf Hitler. 
They don't, one of the antichrists. Not a lot. Of, I them doing one together is more interesting. Yeah, that's more wow. interesting to me because that's two sides of the wow. coin. Well, I don't know. They both could have the same feelings about the Jews. I really don't know their take on that. This is the Jesus and Hitler podcast. <laughs> Who would be their third mic? Uh, what would be the perfect third mic for Hitler and Jesus? Uh, Larry David. <laughs> I think is the perfect third the mic. Self-hating Jew. Yeah. <laughs> that is as perfect as it gets. I would even just Larry David on his own, I'd, I'd listen to. Oh, he should get one. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you should just record him when Every, offering him a podcast, and right. his response about why he won't do one <laughs> yeah. would be worth a yeah. podcast. Eight hours. Like eight episodes right there. <laughs> That's, okay. We're going to bring on Saul. Here's one for you to think about as we go to break. And our break in real life is going to be two minutes. And for you guys back home, 20 seconds. What about Houdini? Mm. Yeah. Fucking okay. Houdini. And here's another one Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel, okay. huh? Yeah. Evil oh, Knievel. Okay. He'd probably like light his cock on fire during the podcast. <laughs> He'd do all kinds of shit. He was a mean dude. He used to d- bet with people, take their money. This guy was, he would bang your wife in front of you and then ask you for money. It was un- <laughs> this guy. What? The yes, what? Yes, this so- is the podcast waiting to happen. We need a time machine. Not to not to stop wars and shit like that. Right. We need to figure out the greatest we'll boxer in back prime. to Hitler. We're not going to kill yes. him. We just need an interview. Yeah. Greatest NBA <laughs> team. I want to set something up for you. And we need to get the Hitler Jesus podcast with Larry David. Or what about Gilbert Gottfried sitting the fuck in? Yeah, that's good too. Hitler, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Jesus, you wait a minute. This is Lust for Life, baby. We got the cowboy, ace, sweet, sweet, sweet one. We got Anthony. Beats on fire, DeVito. We're coming back with Saul Arbach. I'll get a better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got time. Jesus, I'm letting everyone down. (laughs) Jesus and Hitler, I'm letting everyone down. (laughs) We'll see you in a minute, baby. Woo! I don't want Michael Jackson to have a podcast. I want Bubbles the Monkey to have a podcast. (laughs) Bubbles the Monkey. Bubbles is a little sidekick. We're back, baby! Lust for life. The current podcast. We could not compete with Nietzsche's podcast. <laughs> we could not compete with Alan Quarterman. Oh, Alan Quarterman is fi- fictional. Next episode, we're going to talk about fictional. Fictional people, <laughs> fictional characters. Dracula. Holy shit. Yeah. Be too good. But look. We He's seen it all, you know? <laughs> That's right interesting. Been around yeah. a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. All right. This is what it's about. Right now, we have a wonderful guest. This is, he's making his podcast debut. He looks somewhat nervous. He's refused headphones. He's one of those. He's a headphones tough guy. Give it up for Saul Arbach, everybody. Saul Arbach. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Thank you. Saul. Thanks for having me. Thanks for helping me uh, bust my radio virginity. That's mm. it's good. Well, I, well, you know this is a radio. You did promote this on Facebook <laughs> last night. Somebody on a radio show. We are not on radio. Oh, okay. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes, I do. What do you listen to? Uh, I've listened to quite a few podcasts in my life. Um, I, um, I listen. My main podcast is the BBC World Every Say podcast. But I heard uh, I heard Benji on Paul Mercurio's podcast. Oh, uh, he uh, he did pretty good on that. So real quick, are you saying you don't listen to Lust for Life? One of your favorite comedians, Mad Dog Matter. I well, uh, I I've, this I've interview is over. Let's go back to Davy Crockett. Davy <laughs> Crockett would be a great one. I've heard you a few times, and you're extremely funny. Thank you, thank you. I think Bigfoot would be a good one. It's interesting it's what fictional. she got to I'll say. I'll that on their fictional. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Well, who knows? <laughs> Bigfoot and Nessie on a podcast together. Ratings. <laughs> so 
So Saul, I've met you. Um, you come to this wonderful club, Stand Up New York, several yep, times. Regularly. You're very interesting in the crowd. Yep. You have yelled out loud that you are. What do you call yourself technically? Your job. Undertaker. Uh, and, and, and my and my funeral home. Uh, well, I'm I'm actually uh, I do kind of a religious job. They call me a shomer. Um, so shomer. I and a, a, a huge part of my job is. Uh, well, a huge part of my job is actually to pray for the body, and I do pray for more people to die. And uh, you pray for more people <laughs> to die. All right, let's. Do you want to explain uh, yes. for the people listening what exactly the religious side to uh, to what you do? The religious side to what we do is uh, basically we um, we pray for uh, you know uh, when a person dies, they uh, when a Jewish person dies, they they have a custom to have uh, to have like a, a Jewish person stay with the body until the service. You know, because they, uh, they don't want the body to be alone, and it's some and it's a religious custom to you know to stay with the body and to pray for the soul. And stuff like that. Some say it's about the soul going up to heaven. Some say it's just about respecting the dead. Some say it's about just uh, you know praying for the just, just being there, praying for them. But I, I do more than just the religious element of it. I, I also got to carry them from wherever they passed away to the to the home, and I got to bring them to the cemetery. Got to help clean them and all that. You so, have to clean dead bodies. Yeah, yeah that's a Jewish. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like a, a ritual thing. way of cleaning them. It's not like scrubbing. Yeah, we say uh, different types of <laughs> blessings, which I can never remember by heart. You know? Oh, so it's, you don't take, like, a towel and soap and water and wash the body? You mean cleaning with speaking words that cleanse the soul? No, there is actually no, no, physical cleaning. No, 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 we do that. We, 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 do, we, we, do that. We, dump, we, we do dump them in the water. There is a physical cleaning. There's yes. a physical cleaning, and, I, and there's, uh, you know, religious, uh, religious cleanse, uh, cleanse, cleansing. You know, um, we, we, we dump them in water, and we say certain blessings. Um, I don't remember them by heart, um, but I, uh, I know that we do it. So you have to look them all. All right, so right before you do it, you don't have it by heart. Do you no, have to read it all? You just we read, read it off. Yeah, we read it. How many how many years have you been doing this? Uh, I started doing it part time in two thousand eight. Then I uh, then I lost all my other jobs uh, in around about three years ago. So I'm doing it full time right now. What other jobs did you have? I worked with special needs kids. Oh my goodness! Um, and I lost four jobs in three years. And most of them were not for me. And most of them were not because of me, and not because of my boss. It was just the the city and all just that. The, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. The, the special. Bags. Yep. The special needs industry is down. You know. What's interesting that that's even, I guess it would be an industry. Yeah. <laughs> we have to say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, industry, I think of like the tobacco industry. We need more people in this special <laughs> Yes. The special needs. How are we reaching? <laughs> Helping children who uh, are uh, misfortunate. Yeah. That's an industry, but all right. So now you do this and you still haven't memorized what to say. Is that because it creeps you out in a way? Well, you, you mean uh, just dead, do dead bodies creep me out? Well, what I'm saying is, like, I would think after years of doing it, you would have, like, those things that you say to cleanse memorized. But I, I, do you think it's, like, yourself rebelling against it because you, you, you need to have some kind of detachment from it? No, it's just my psychological, it's just my psychosis in action. Psychosis mm. in action. Well, yeah. Good. At least you can acknowledge it. I'm mentally not there, haven't been there in quite some time. You know, my, my sanity's been gone ages ago. The the first yeah. time you did you were with a dead body were you freaked out? Yeah, I'm. I'm oh yeah, or I was very freaked out. Uh, oh, I, I was very freaked out. Uh, you know, a thing that can't move is going to beat me. You know, I mean, a, a corpse is going to come out and blow me to pieces. Yeah, I'm. I'm scared. I'm. More, let me tell you something. I'm more scared of you three than I'll ever be of a corpse. You guys can get up here and shoot me. A corpse can't do anything. Have you ever seen a news? Uh, have you ever seen a news? A uh, corpse shoots. Corpse shoots up a movie theater. Corpse shoots up a bar. <laughs> No, um, I haven't no. seen it. But I watch AMC the, right. every Sunday at 9 o'clock, <laughs> and I've seen corpses do all kinds of shit. I'm scared of that piano just as scared as I am a corpse. Piano can't move unless Not scared like it. it's going to cause harm to you, but like... 
the, freaked out. The creepiness what's there to be of it? What's there to it's be creepy about? It's a dead body. About? Something that does not live anymore that did. Someone's relative is now just uh, right. on ice. Basically. Well, that's uh, that's 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 a thing to be sad about. Not I wouldn't say creeped out. I mean, there are a lot of people are naturally creeped out of it. But you know what? When you're scared, you're when you're when you're young, you're scared of uh, you're scared of you're scared of uh, I don't know different types of things. And you grow up of, and you grow up and you realize it's not it, nothing to be afraid of. Uh, it's the same thing with dead bodies. It's, it's just that most people, unfortunately, don't uh, mature and realize that they're nothing. And they're they, nothing. I, I don't mean they're nothing. They're, they're obviously there's someone's loved one. There's yes. someone's. There's someone's. Uh, you know, there's someone's loved one. There's someone's people. They're, they're worth something to them. I'm just saying they can't do anything. Like they're they can't move. They can't. You know, they can't. It's nothing to be afraid of. They can't do anything. So your first day of training, you go in there. The guy shows you the ropes. Yeah. You are perfectly even keel. I didn't. Your stomach doesn't turn. No, I didn't even know it was supposed to. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. We might have to do something here. Tramp, if we can find a hammer at one point, don't freak out. I just need to take care of something later. Uh, I, I have something I think we should do on air. <laughs> if you, uh, like a hammer or just something. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. At some point during this I episode. I have no clop, idea where you're going. Yeah. I, I, I know where you're going I'm not going to hit this. no one with this, but I, I want to I test something. Um, so how did you fall into this job, my friend? Well, um, I... Uh, I had Passover vacation, and, okay. uh, and and it was a religious Jewish school, so they, they take off for Passover. They don't go to school on Passover, and uh, which means – and I wasn't paid for vacation, so I, I was making good money in the school, but I didn't want to go two weeks without being paid to so somebody. So I asked, uh, so I asked anyone, anybody know of a Passover job, and somebody and a friend just hooked me up with uh, the funeral job, and I basically was there for a good four-day period. You know, when we're at that job, we uh, – we st- we, we 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 uh we come there we get over there uh, when they tell us to come it could be any given moment they could be in the middle of the night middle You're of the on day call, on obviously. call and they have us stay there until the funeral service usually it could be day it could it could be day at night we sleep over there we See, sleep we'll just point out uh, Jewish custom they try to bury the person as fast as possible which I um, love I think yeah, it's a that's great, something that, great uh, system that's that's with uh that's more that's that's with that's more likely to happen with the with the Orthodox people, especially the ultra yeah. Orthodox, um, we deal with, we deal more with Reformed, Conservative, and some Orthodox because mm-hmm. we're you know because we're in an area where um, we're in an area where that's predominantly that's where the Jew, you know that's the predominant Jewish um, people, um, but uh, the Orthodox are more likely to do it. Um, Reformed and Conservative, they wait a they usually wait a couple days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some some I mean there are, there are those who bury them. Soon, but the most of them, a lot of them wait. So we we could be staying, we could be staying at home for like 48, 72 hour periods. So, right. uh, is the turnover? I mean, because you said that right away, you were pretty calm with the dead bodies. It didn't yeah. really bother you. Ah, uh, and then after that, is, I found out that I'm supposed to be creeped out by it. Right, right, right. But is that? Is it more likely where people do go, maybe I could do this job, and then they see a dead body and they go, yeah, it's not for me. So when they do find someone like you. They're <laughs> likely, to, yeah, to hold on to you because you're okay with it. Do you know what um, I mean? I've, I've, uh, I've, I've met a lot of newcomers, and and uh, the, my boss has told me many times, uh, you know, you you got to train these newcomers on the job, and I don't really train them per se, but you know, when I'm with them, I I explain to them how uh, there's no need to fear a dead body. Obviously, I explain to them what they got to do when uh, you know don't break things, you know, because some people don't get that. Um, but- <laughs> what do you mean? Don't break things like bo- bo- body parts. 
Yeah. No. People break body parts? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm just playing. Oh. Um, you know, but like, you know, when I'm... When Look I'm, who's being naive now, Kate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to explain to them, uh, this is why, this is what you got to do. This is what you don't got to do. This is where you, you know, right. I, 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 I'm forced to explain to them the rules of the job I, on, you know, as I'm on the job with them. But I have to also explain to them psychologically, this is why you don't get afraid of a dead body. Uh, I, you, you, know, you should be scared of me because I could hurt you. Or I should be scared of you. You could hurt me. Dead body can do nothing. So, uh, you know, and, and, and it usually works with them. Wow. Yeah, only, only, uh, only after I did my first job did I even hear the term. Did I, did I ever hear somebody even say, uh, aren't you scared by them? I was like, am I supposed to be? I, I never heard of that. Stuff. I don't think I could do that. I'll tell you right now. Not I am not I doing can't. that. <laughs> not a chance. I, if the room has no windows, I get freaked out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, there's no way. I get depressed. It. Have you ever watched someone that, and you knew that person? No, I've never done that, and I can't say I know how I would react in such a situation. So, um, but I, uh, you know, but I've I've watched some people who my friends have known, and it was a little. I guess it hit home a little more, but I've never done people that I've. I know. Let me just say, you actually uh, around a year and a half ago watched my great aunt. Did and, I? Uh, yeah. Wait. She passed away. I, I think it's like a wh- year and a half ago. How do you know I was the one who watched her? Because I knew you from here. Oh, so and then I saw you there. Oh, you saw me there. Yeah, and you didn't give me a you didn't give me a holler. <laughs> it was a uh, it was not the appropriate time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's time. <laughs> See you at the mic. <laughs> yeah. Great new bit about it. Yeah, <laughs> boy, I miss Aunt Tilly. Yeah, you didn't break. Let's get anything, some love right? to Saul for not breaking anything, <laughs> holding it down. Thank you, thank you. We'll See him <laughs> Sunday at the eight o'clock show. He'll be sitting right. third row. I feel like if you did break seven, you could play it off like, no, that's how they died. They broke their arm. And that wasn't yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah we. Uh, I mean. Um, there, there are times when uh, there are times when it's more sad than other cases. Like for example, when that kid uh, Klatsky got killed. Um, you I know, don't know that story. <laughs> yeah, explain the, who he is. Oh, Lab- uh, the Lady Klatsky story was a story in, oh. in, in Boral Park uh, a number of years ago when a, a Hasidic oh. Jewish kid uh, was kidnapped and because uh, he he uh, he, lo- he walked home alone. He was eight years old. He walked home alone and he he uh, he forgot where he was and some kidnapper picked him up and and. You know, I, I, I don't want to say on the air what he did to him. Kidnapped him and let's yeah, just say he killed him. He molested him and yeah. killed him. Killed him, yeah, right. I, I and know the story now. That was, it was outrageous. That was that that had even... Now, we're used to death. We see death as much as you see life. Um, we... Uh, even uh, even well, well don't you what? see life as much as us? I mean, <laughs> man, that no, sentence don't. has right. so much yeah. to it. There's a lot that to that sentence. Just, there's a lot of life where everyone's dead. <laughs> we yeah. got to go back to that. Was that a Morrissey lyric? I mean, What's going on here? Oh, add Morrissey. Morrissey oh, podcast. So, okay. Morrissey yeah, okay. podcast. So, uh, w- but even we, the people who see death all the time, uh, we were we were really uh, down on that day. It was really, uh, it, w- it was a very somber day. Do you get choked up ever? Fight yes. tears. You do? Yes, a lot. And uh, w- I get choked up the most. Well, I get, I get very sad when I see car accident victims. Uh, but uh, I, I get probably the, sa- uh, probably the, the, the families get hurt the most are probably the ones with an overdose. And that really transformed very, me a lot. very, very painful. Because uh, when I, I saw, and I saw a young kid uh, overdose on drugs, at least a few of them, but the first time I saw one, I was very like transformed by it, and I was very saddened by it, to the point that I actually wrote a song about, I wrote a rap song about So because you are drugs. a rapper, and we are going to get to that. Yeah. Do you want to spit the rhyme for that now? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Go ahead, please. For the fir- from the, and by the way, this is copyright protected, so all, these, all those of you out there who want to steal it, come get me. Uh, for, 
<laughs> Not sure if they're going to listen to that. But. Okay. <laughs> From the first, that's very interesting. That's yeah. almost as good as that other sentence. But all right. From the first time I heard a family cry, couldn't help, couldn't think, only wonder why. Why substance abuse is mad rampant today? Will this crap get worse? Will it go away? How many more must go till you finally know that a drug-free life's the only way to go? How many more must die till you realize why? That as hard as life is, it don't pay to get high. I'll keep holding on. Oh, you're going to sample that. That, 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 that part I'm not going to be singing because I can't sing. I can rap, but I can sing. But it, you know you know the song, I'll keep holding on. Yes, uh, you'll sample that. that. Would be, yeah, that would be the chorus. What is that? that? Is that? Who is that song? I'll keep. Uh, I don't know because I'll, I'll tell you it's where. It's an I, 80s song. Better find out. Yeah, we got I'll, it. I'll tell you where I got it from. I got it from. cover that uh, on the podcast. <laughs> I got They'll come from, and look uh, for us now, right, Saul. Exactly. <laughs> look at you. You're out here gunslinging, and guess who's going to get hurt? <laughs> you're Joe Pesci. You're out killing Billy Bats. Guess who gets it? Jimmy Conway. Yeah, I got it from... Uh... <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Simply... Re- oh, uh, I'll keep holding on. Oh, that's such holding. a beautiful song. Yeah, no, but I got. I didn't get it from Simply Red. I got it from... There's a, there was a... There's a there's a firefighter's anthem 9-11 tribute yes. song where, where there's a rap song about... Uh, people who died That's in 9-11, right. something, which, something which I also wrote. I, I wrote, I wrote. You have a nine eleven rap. Yeah. Well, this show's getting interesting by the second here. Yeah, and uh, and whatever it, rhymes you want to share with us, you have carte blanche. Just okay. so you know. Yeah, and uh, but I, I'm I'm still very fresh in the rap game, so I don't even remember all my songs by heart. It's like I wrote three songs in like a three period, three year period of, uh, at one point. But uh, last three months, I wrote five songs. You've so written I'm, I'm, five. I'm, I'm, I'm having a I'm 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 having a flow job right now. A flow job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a flow job. <laughs> well, I guess we can tr- start transitioning. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so, for, hold on. Let's get background first. Um, how old are you, roughly? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. You're from approximately. I live in the Far Rockaway area. Are you bo- born in Far Rockaway? <laughs> born in Brooklyn. Yeah, born in Brooklyn. Raised, yeah. What's the plus minus on the 28? Yeah. <laughs> what? I did approximately because we don't know when it's going to get released. <laughs> I don't got 28 inches on me. Well, no one. That's on crazy. That's yeah, so but, big. That's insane. I'm white. <laughs> well, not even black. 28 inches? 28 uh, inches. Serpents probably don't even have that. Well, gone silver was saying. Serpents. Serpents. Yeah. Well, Are serpents more hung than elephants? You I know, think, I don't know. I reached for the first thing that was in my head. I think the Guinness Book World Records. It. I think the Guinness Book World Records was like thirteen point eight or something. Well, on, a, on a human. On a human. Yeah, and he was white. That's a tiny fucking elephant. <laughs> in zoology <laughs> senior year, there's a, the the biggest. That's there's like I mean, a guy in Brooklyn that he's yeah. like the biggest. Really? Yeah, we interviewed yeah, him. His name's Michael Shockey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got some crazy name too. Well, sh- Michael Shockey's pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway. I think sorry. whales have the biggest. Whales. I think so. How <laughs> do we start talking about nature's cocks? Right. <laughs> what has happened? We <laughs> brought it up. They don't call them humpbacks for nothing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 32 past the hour. <laughs> what did you say? 45 degrees in they Central Park. They don't call them giant cock whales for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next documentary about SeaWorld, how they treat the giant cock whales. <laughs> yeah. And with all the love. I did tell you that. In... in in Blackfish, they show them jerking off a whale. It was really? on CNN every like three hours one weekend when I was on the road, and they show them stroking off. Like that's the worst job you could ever get. All right, Jenny, you get to swim with. Like you, there's a chance they kill you swimming, and that's tragically and horrible. Not if you're but, jerking them off. Yeah, Maybe but, that's how you- yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think it's the worst job at all. Yeah, I don't think they've attacked I, the ones who jerk them off. So that's exactly. So maybe you're right, but I'd rather take the chance of getting killed. And swim with them 
than having to stroke off a whale. Dude, yeah. that's probably like decent pay. I'd jerk off a whale. <laughs> oh. I care. By the way, I work in Jewish funeral homes, so everyone thinks I'm an anti-Semite because I'm an expert on dead Jews. <laughs> 42 past the hour. <laughs> okay. 31 degrees the in Central is Park. 66 <laughs> in Buffalo. <laughs> the GWB is back up. <laughs> All right. So what was your childhood like, Saul? Uh, I grew up as an ultra orthodox Jew. Ultra orthodox. Yes, and uh, and being that I'm being that I'm ultra orthodox uh, was ultra orthodox. I'm not that religious now. I'm still somewhat religious. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Um, You're not quite atheist. Um, Are you agnostic? Not, uh, God loves atheists. They don't ask him for anything. Um, okay. So um, <laughs> can't argue with that. Yeah. So no, nah, I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still somewhat religious. You know, I uh, keep the Sabbath you and all that. Keep the Sabbath. Yes. Kosher. And, yeah. Oh, That's pretty religious. That's yeah. pretty religious, buddy. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty religious. <laughs> Everything else, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I grew up mostly in Brooklyn. And to, and uh, my parents are so religious that um, I uh, I never even had the guts to tell them yet that I've, that I've been doing stand-up on the side for quite some time. And for a while, I was afraid to tell them that, I, uh, that I do rap, I'm starting to do rap. Which and, was worse to tell them about? Well... <laughs> I, ne- I never had the guts to tell them stand-up comedy yet, but I've uh-huh. told them that I do rap, and thank God they uh, they have not disowned me for they it. They're okay with rap. Yes. But you That's... thought they were not going to be okay with rap. Because in the but... world of comedy, there's been so many Jews right, exactly. throughout exactly. the years. <laughs> so that's, I would think you're I think pretty you're much okay. your route. Yeah. Well, I'll explain why, because um, most of my my rap <laughs> is not about uh, bitches and hoes. It's not about, I don't promote uh, drugs. Uh, oh, you murder. mean the good stuff? Yeah, the good stuff. I don't promote murder, uh, violence, or, you know, or anything else that... Uh, yeah, most so, rappers are advocates for drugs. Yes. Your song is, is your comedy like that? My comedy is pretty filthy. You know, I I, <laughs> I remember the first time I the first time I went on stage, I was uh, I was told by Mike Fine I was invited to Phil Selman's birthday roast. I don't know if you've heard of him, and uh, I I had no idea I'd be asked to perform until I got there. And yes. uh, I was and he said everyone who's everyone who's here has to do two minutes. And I'm like, all right, give me an hour. Let me go rest. Uh, let me go, let me go prepare, and uh, I'll uh, I'll come up with something. And uh, I came up with, with about two minutes worth of stuff. And to say the least, uh, half of what I said I was told to never repeat again. Mm. How filthy could it be? Uh, rape jokes. Oh. Mm. Jokes. Yeah. Well, well eight <laughs> past the hour now. Interesting, man. Um, Very interesting. The, the Dr. Your Jenny rap, show's right. Is wait a minute. Yes. Your rap is against drugs, but your comedy... <laughs> Is all rape jokes? <laughs> not all, well, not now anymore. I, I I cleaned up my act. I had I had to because I was on I was on the funniest Jewish comedian contest, so I had to oh, literally clean up my act. So you can't yeah you can't do rape. <laughs> but it seems like Jew. you 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 rap to like talk to people and give a message over right. and make the world a better place. But yeah. comedy, you're not even approaching it from that angle. No, no my my uh, to, well. My rap is a lot different than my comedy, and uh, I feel I would do better actually as a rapper than as a comedian. That's so I've kind of put comedy on the side. Comedy's so. on the back burner. It's on the back burner for now, and I uh, I feel see, uh, and I've written many jokes, and I've written a number of rap songs. I never really looked at a joke and I, I and uh, and said, "Wow, I can't believe I wrote this." In fact, half the jokes that I do that that kill on stage, I'm still wondering why they're funnier than the other jokes. But I guess it's just me. The rap I write, and um, I'm literally I'm literally feeling it. You're I, feeling I, it. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe I wrote this stuff. This is great, you know, and, and, and most people who I show it to really love it. And mo- I have this one party rap song, but most of my rap songs are inspirational with meaning, like an anti-bully rap, three dr- raps about quitting drugs, a rap about teen at risk, a rap about 9-11, a rap about poor people. It's, it's, mostly to be, it's mostly meant to be meaningful and inspirational. Have you performed live yet? No, and uh, I only just started you have writing. no beats yet? No, I'm, I'm still working on that. Everything's freestyling. 
Uh, I don't freestyle. I, I write. I write, write stuff down, and I acapella. I just, yeah, and I, I just do open mics, you know, uh, at at different rap clubs and stuff like that. You do open mics at rap uh, clubs. Yeah. So they don't put well. That they just have a generic beat in the back. Then everyone just rhymes over that. Correct. Um, you have you have rhymed over a beat live. Um, I ha not live. No, I've done it in the studio. No, they they haven't given me any beats because I. I didn't want to get the wrong one, you know, and, and uh, you know, I wanted to just get myself fresh, you know, I wanted to just uh, see that I could get it, you know, I could do it in front of a bunch of people. Sure. So, uh, and uh, with all that, you know, and so far, I, I, so far, nobody's ever complained about my voice. Are you looking for someone to be your DJ and your producer and to handle beats for you? This show could be a bridge for that. Um, I, I, I would uh, definitely like that. The thing is, right now, um, I'm very down on money, so um, I'm working a lot. I'm working very hard to save up as much money as I possibly can so I could afford, you know, uh, paying for studio time, paying for, for producers, paying for everything else. And I even want to make, a, I'm, I even want to make an anti-bully uh, rap video. I was told uh, by quite a few people who I've done the song for that that, has a that that song has a chance to blow up because it's a very uh, big topic today, uh, bullying. A lot bullying. Yes. You could probably make money. I don't know if you want to take money or if you just want to get the message out. You could probably do both. I'd love to. Playing high school and elementary school, middle school assemblies because they mm -hmm. are trying to get the message out yes. about bullying. And mm -hmm. if you could rap it to the children... I mean, that is the medium now that people listen to musically. Uh, I think it could be a career for you. Yeah, I, uh, but you might get bullied. <laughs> like after that. Bring it on! Yeah, they, they might really come down. You think, you think high school kids will go start shit with him? Yeah. Saul is you a nice kid. You do an anti-bullying rap in high schools? So you could go to inner city high schools and do that it shit? It would be, we, yeah, will, man, we will go with him. Out of you. For a couple You'll, of them. We will do a, a lot of life there. You'll be my bodyguards. Well, that, here's the thing, Saul. So you you um, have glasses. Yeah. You're a good Jewish boy, I could tell. Thank you. But I can look at you. You aren't like a nebbish. Like you're, you, I feel like you could fight a little bit if needed. I, feel I, like, I know martial arts. Okay. Uh, well, good. Because I was going to say, you might be a little awkward. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> yeah. no disrespect. But I have a feeling you could fight. What martial arts do you know? Um, I haven't taken it in two years, so I'm trying to remember. Uh, Muay Thai. <laughs> Muay Thai, Whoa. which is striking. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I wish there was a way we could have and him blocking. demonstrate. And blocking. And a little jujitsu. And a, oh, just a dab of jujitsu. Muay Thai is intense. That's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still a white belt, though. Mm. Is that, what's, was that the bottom? Know. <laughs> know, yeah. Is that right before black? No, I still no, I, I still fight like first. a white guy. That's uh, I think that's the first yeah. one. <laughs> oh, and Karate is the Well, I got a hammer, one. so I got a chance. <laughs> um, wow, Why did the rap dream start? At what point did you know yeah. in your life you wanted to be a rapper? It's uh, it initially initially it's 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 a bit of a bit of a long story, which I'll try to make it short. Uh, I I had a comedy teacher which uh which which uh which told me to write every kind of every single funny or interesting thought that came to my head, and it was mostly jokes that came to my head. And one day I just I, um and I was always pretty anti drugs, and I I have a, I had a, I have a charity which I help people uh yes. stop smoking, drinking, and drugs. I give out free books to help people stop smoking. Stop drinking, stop drugs. So I one time wrote, I wrote some corny. I one time wrote was what initially was some corny rap lines. You better quit that smack. It's gonna get you back. You're gonna slide off track, giving blows for crack. And I never. And somebody said like giving blow like blowjobs. Blow blow, yeah, yeah. Not to be and, confused uh, with a flow job. Yeah, and yes. I, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so somebody somebody said to me, uh, you know, uh, come try to come up with something more. So so I had a brainstorm that night. I'm like, mm, you better make it clean. Yes, say what I mean, or, or else you'll be seen on a breathing machine. You know and 
And uh, within time, I, I came up with I came up with that song, and and then and then a few weeks later, um, the overdose happened, and I and I literally came with up with that kid. Yeah. That, okay. I literally came up in less than a day with uh, with a full song for that. Then then a year later, um, I, I started I started reading more about bully related suicides. You know, Amanda um, Todd comes to comes to the head. Uh, Tyler Clemente, those are the ones that come to the head yes. most. There's been a lot of them, and I was and I, I was just outraged by it and just my head just uh, started flowing rap song uh, rap lyrics over it and that was like uh, and and again in less than a day I came up with a full song now that w- those were three songs in about a three-year period but um the last five months I've just uh, I've the last like three months I've written I've completed five new songs and just written them and I uh, haven't done anything in this you know uh, studio no, no beats wise or anything and but I I've in the middle of writing like a whole bunch of others so I'm really feeling it but I'm feeling it on also, I'm also feeling it on an inspirational level we need to get you a producer yeah we need to get you a collaborator mm-hmm. this is now the um purpose of lust for life <laughs> this is it <laughs> we need anyone out there who can produce beats we will probably have you do one or two more rhymes in the next sure. 10, 15 minutes sure. as we wrap this up. And um, we, are, I want you to get a collaborator musically, mm-hmm. and eventually I want you to perform at a live taping yeah, I would that love we to. do of Lust for Life. I'd love to. I mean, this is important to me. Yeah. I want this. Were you bullied growing up? Is that why you studied Muay Thai? <laughs> Uh, I I, w- I had my years which not which I was bullied. I can't say I had it as bad as uh, so many other kids are having it now. I never wanted to commit suicide or anything. But and, would you fight back, or did you take the classes to fight back? Have you whooped ass? Um, I didn't take I uh, I didn't take classes back then. I, I only uh, you know I was bullied uh, a little bit in elementary and uh, not in high school. I was bullied somewhat in elementary. It uh, wasn't that bad, though, and I didn't first start, start taking uh, martial arts classes till way later in my life. <laughs> and what, what spurred you taking those classes? What spurred me to take those classes? Uh, the fact that I uh, thought it was important to be able to defend myself. Oh, oh yeah, one, uh, I was threatened once in a store uh, by some big, tall, angry white guy. Yes. And, uh, Why does he have to be white? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he got to be Why's tall and angry? <laughs> exactly. He's got to be a guy. Uh, it's gonna be a guy, man. We yeah. can't bully motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, and uh, the guy threatened me because uh, the guy threatened me because I, it's like it's like I I, I had a, I had a small piece of tape and uh, there was a line so I just but I just uh, I innocently walked to the side. I'm like, can I just pay for this tape? And he just blew it. He was yes. one of the guys in line. He's like, get the you you get back to the you get back to the line, you fucking Jew. You get back to the oh, line. You, oh. you, you went with you, that shit. Oh yeah, you uh, you you uh, you you far Rockaway five towns kid. You don't ever cut us in line. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's interesting when people throw, cause were you wearing like a yarmulke or anything like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cause sometimes people throw Jew out. I mean, Jews look like everybody, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like a, and, uh, and the funny part was as he walked out, I'm like, uh, oh, thank God he's gone. Well, he was only halfway gone cause wow. then he heard me and, and he started chasing me. Oh, wow. That's when I knew Whoa. I needed to learn martial arts. That was it. Right. Yeah. And stop being a wise ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Now you've never drank drugs, smoked nothing. No, I'm eight years. Uh, no, no, no. That's incorrect. I'm eight. I'm, I'm eight years sober, six years clean. Uh-huh. I, I drank from thir- from I drank from thirteen to twenty. Never really much of an alcoholic, but I was never totally, never totally drunk, but never totally sober either from the, okay. those ages. And uh, I popped pills till uh, I I stopped drinking around twenty. I'm twenty eight now. I popped pills till I was lo- I popped lots of pills till I was twenty two. What were you popping? Uh, Valium, uh, Clonopin, and the worst of them all, the most dangerous drug out there, um, 
Xanax. I don't know why it's illegal, to be honest. I got mm. prescribed Xanax yeah. years ago. And you're still here? No, I never took it because my no. mother said it was easier for her to quit heroin than Xanax. So yeah. that was enough for me to go, wow. okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> now I, I should try heroin. heroin. I guess insomnia is <laughs> not that fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. Wow, dude. So, but these were all prescribed. And what, what, what it was made all prescribed. you go clean? What made me go clean? Uh, I I had one. I had a day where I was uh, where, where, I, where I just had weird episodes, and I, and I wasn't even in America. I was in a third world country. In you were in a third world country in Ukraine then. Yeah, it was a and uh, so the hospitals this, this, the hospitals there are terrible. So I didn't want to you know. And I was there for like a few days. So and fucking white people <laughs> with their hospitals. Yeah, is Ukraine third world. I don't know. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, I was in a place called Uman for the Jewish holiday in Rosh Hashanah, yeah. and uh, it was it was really weird over there. And I, so I, I, uh, I took two, I, I, I woke up, felt very depressed, took two pills, felt good. Uh, an hour later, uh, you know, felt bad, took two more pills, another, and the whole cycle went. I must have taken 10 pills that day. And I was, I had like this up and down. I, I had a bipolar day, you know, up and down, up and down. Moods, you know, great, feeling great, feeling horrible, feeling great, feeling horrible. The next day I decided, what if I just don't take any of that shit? And I wouldn't advise anyone to do it because it often doesn't go well, but I just went cold turkey and I decided to stop. So you were getting prescribed them, but you were abusing them. You were taking, you were just popping them like fucking jujubes. I was, if, I, I, I was prescribed shitloads of different medications. Uh, I couldn't count them for anxiety, anxiety and depression. And yeah. depression. Yeah. Do you think you're generally a depressed person? Not anymore. Back in the day, I was. And how did you defeat that? Has seeing these families with their true uh, sadness has that showed you that your life wasn't so bad potentially? Um, that's part of it, but, uh, you know, just, uh, just knowing that I could, just, uh, knowing that I could, uh, knowing that I could be happy sober and, uh, and knowing that I could outdo anybody else happy and wise sober, knowing that I could be, I could go to a club and I could rage sober, you know, uh, most people who are, uh, just that alone made me happy. See, most people when they're, when they go sober, when they, they go clean, they can't, uh, they can't stay, they can't go anywhere near a bar, like, cause you know. They're they're scared they're going to touch a drink, you know. They're you know it's you know it's going to hurt them or something, you know. And not me. I'm I'm not afraid of none of this. I can I'm as sober as, as sober can be. But uh, as a jaybird, I'm, I'm as sober as a jaybird. But I could run over to a bar. I could jump on top of the liquor counter and I could look at it for an hour and yell, "I'm a fucked up sober ass motherfucker!" And uh, you know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't touch I wouldn't want to touch any of those drinks. I could look at it for hours and end without wanting to touch well, it. Well, if you're doing that sober, I definitely don't right. want you to touch any of those Because I would hate to see what would happen with the booze in your uh, son. Um, <laughs> same as what's happening now. I'm fucked up naturally. Let me ask naturally. you this. How is your love life? Do you go and meet people? Do you date? Uh, I did for a while. How's my love life? Uh, uh, better than, uh, not better than J-Lo's. Not better. Not better than. Any I don't know how many. How many times has she been married? Well, uh, you, uh, you have you ever been married? Thank God, not. <laughs> you still get laid here and there. Here and there. Here and I, there. And I blew. I blew hundred bucks on a hooker in Vegas. And okay. I, well, you're willing to say that. Yeah. And I, and, and I got. <laughs> and I got lucky. And, and I got lucky the night after uh, in a club. I don't get lucky in clubs ever. But I got. Uh, it's the night after I blew hundred in Vegas. I got lucky in a club with a Spanish chick. Mm. See, I've always preached that. If you're ever in desperate, here's the thing: always hook up, even if she's ugly. <laughs> Fat, whatever, not your wheelhouse, you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Get over the hump. Just for confidence. Get pa- your confidence. Pardon the and pun. Girls can, yes, pardon the pun. <laughs> girls can smell that you don't have desperation and can smell the other girl's hormones on right. you from a couple days before, and it helps you. Sometimes 
You know, I have a friend who might go every once in a while and get a hand job <laughs> at one of these massage parlors. Always hooks up with a broad right after because it just really? it, you you got you get it off and you're, you're like, well, I could you get it I, off you and get, you get it on. You get laid at any time, but it helps you then get real after that. I'm telling you, this yeah. is the real deal, Holyfield. This is the double truth, Ruth. This yeah, is what I'm I mean, talking. It, Everyone was t everyone was telling me I admit it, Saul. You're going to Vegas for the gambling and hookers, and I'm like bullshit. I don't gamble. And you went to per well, there you mm -hmm. go. Well, you did. <laughs> I didn't. Did. Yeah, I gambled. Did you use a, a condom? Yes. Uh, so I didn't gamble okay. with my health. You're all good there. Okay. Well, um, this guy always scares me. I'll talk to him about banging some broad randomly, and he'll be like. You work on them, yeah. Well, you still can get this. You could. Oh my God. I'm, it's I mean, very rare, though. Yeah, it is, but you know, he was telling me herpes. Yeah. That one scares me more than the rest. Because your balls are still exposed with a condom. <laughs> Not to be too graphic, but that's true. I put a lobster bid on my balls. That's what I do. Just, uh, seriously, it's it's there. Just covers it up. Just covers it up. And it makes it fancy. It's, yeah, it looks like I'm at a goddamn... Uh, right. At a Maryland crib. Exactly. <laughs> at a five-star restaurant. The, she made me wear... The hooker made me wear a condom when she sucked my dick. Yeah, that's what yeah, the hookers that's do. They're, they're okay. responsible. Oh, are they? Yeah, they yeah. got a lot. Yeah, they're yeah, very they that's their job. They they're very job. responsible that they're having sex with uh, millions of type, millions of strangers a day. That's responsible. Well, it would that's be their job. It would be very irresponsible if yeah. they were doing that without condoms on everything. Oh, I know. Oh, welcome to Hooker Talk. <laughs> Once again, never, forty-two uh, past the hour. Yes, I ninety-five is bottlenecked. Oh, neither have I. I mean, this is all from the road managers on tour. Yeah. Um. This is interesting. God damn it, I admit so much every week on this somehow. Mm -hmm. By not admitting stuff, I have family, I have friends, mm -hmm. I have women that I like, that I'd like to date. Guess what? People should know who people are anyway. Yeah, so mm -hmm. what? Look at Saul's That's balls. Your... Saul came up here and was yeah. like, look, 100 bucks on a hooker. Somebody can't do nothing. I'm I a know fucking you rapper, ask, so. but <laughs> it's all crazy. <laughs> so I'm hitting myself with a hammer. You're not reacting at all. No, you keep, I'm, I'm keep hitting... doing it and I'll make business off you. You are a sociopath. That's why we got the hammer. That's another I statement. just gave you the sociopath test, and you failed. Because when you said that you didn't react to the dead bodies, in my head, do he you also, think... What are you he say? also has an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Heads above the table. Well, we'll see you next I, week. Yeah. Um, when I heard about this job description and then you describing it yourself, I'm like, sociopaths have to work this job. You have right. to be, right. probably be a sociopath. And that's not a bad I, thing. I was born sociopath. You were born... Right. So you make no yeah. bones about it. You're pretty sure you're a sociopath. I, I, I hope I am. You hope you are. Why? Why not? I like it. It's fun. You don't like to have empathy for anyone else? Oh, I got empathy. I, you uh, think so? Yeah, I got empathy. I'm just, I'm just psychotic. I don't know about sociopath. I'm, I'm just crazy. Now, Benji's a good guy, right? Yeah. You like Benji. He's a wonderful human. I yep. love him to death. Definitely. He's my brother. These are all my brothers here. Mm -hmm. Let's say we walk out of here and... A car drives on the road hits poor benji do you react at do, all do you want to the hit to the hit do you want a ten thousand dollar casket or a 21 so that would be a no that would That's be sociopath no. but would you help him lying on the ground it's a big jump in all due in, in, in all due seriousness yes i mean I'm, I'm just being funny when i say trying to be funny okay. when when i say that no i i would I, i've saved a life in the well, past. That's good. Well, sociopaths. Well, you can't because you have empathy in your rap song, so you must have right. some yeah. kind of empathy. Valid point. I, yeah, in all due seriousness, right. I, I, I have a golden heart for people. I, oh, I, I care for people. I, I you know, I, uh, I don't want to see another overdose. I don't want to see another car right. accident. So I want my death. I want my dead people. I want my, I want my clients to be old people. You know what I mean? Who yes. died naturally. Mm. Well, yeah. That's, that's yeah, very sweet. That's nice. Yeah.
It's still a weird sociopathic <laughs> way. But no, uh, yeah. But here's the thing: sociopaths will help I, you if you're hurt. They'll they'll get you water. They'll do whatever. They'll call nine one one, but they don't react to the actual hit. Right. Right. That's, so that's why they make no, like good I, surgeons and stuff. That, they're, they're not shaking. Oh, like, that's you know, interesting. Right, right, right. It's work. It's they like, have to they get their work hard out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers too. You don't want empathy <laughs> exactly, in a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> you want sociopaths as your lawyers. Yeah, but and that's, your doctors. That's well, you, good that we found and your jobs, agents and managers. Right, I would think put them places. Yeah. yeah. Well, you gotta have you gotta have a little bit in you. You have to be a little desensitized to death in order to do this job. I mean, if you're if you're somebody who's gonna cry every time you see a body, you can't work you can't. in a funeral home. Right. That's what I was saying. I would imagine the turnover rate would be very high because people don't really know unless they're in that situation. Really. Well, right. it, yeah. But uh, not nah, people. M- most people who come to this job, they stay. Really? Wow. I guess okay. they know going in the job yeah. description. Right. Yes. Yeah, I guess you would, yeah, one or the other, right? You'd like have we to. all said uh, up front, we're like, no. No, absolutely. Yeah. Nah, I, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. do it. I just couldn't. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't true. pay me enough. Right. If you said a million bucks for two months of work, I don't know if I could fucking do it. What for, about if you said me? jerk off a whale? What if it was me? <laughs> jerk off, all right, here's a real quick, and then you got a question, Ben. Yeah. Jerk off a whale or, or uh, sit next to a dead body for two months straight for a million dollars. Would you uh, take either of them? I'd probably jerk off the whale. Yeah. Jerk off the whale. Super <laughs> Tramp, jerk off the whale or sit next to a dead body? <laughs> you do either of them. Jerk, no, how about jerking no off a dead involved. whale? There's, there's no, no money. money. You put money involved. There's no money involved. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I said you could make money either one of these jobs. You have to do one. You, just, you get a yeah. million dollars, whichever one you do. <laughs> the whale. Yeah. You? I'll do the well just to take a vacation. <laughs> I would die poor. That's, That's my answer. I would die poor. I would need that shit in my life. Go on with your question, Bench, please. No, I was gonna correct me if I'm wrong. In uh, in Judaism, uh, caring for the dead is one of the the highest honor or nicest best things you can do because yeah. there's no reward back to that person. Could it, do for exactly. You, you, it's, you, you, you. That's exactly what I want to say. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was um, basically the saying goes um, what um, what you would. Um, showing respect, if you show respect for someone who who's dead and, and who can't uh, who can't uh, repay you, uh, it, it, it generally goes to show how much it generally goes to show how much other how much you respect you would show for somebody who who can pay you back. So it, it's uh, it's hard to really explain it, but but uh, it's a very important thing to respect those who uh, those who can't uh, re- can't repay you, and it, it just shows a higher level of respect in general. That's very nice. Yeah. Is there a is there a career path in this job? Can you advance? Is there a um, promotion? I, w- I I would have to go to a mortuary school. Um, but the thing is, I I I don't think I'd want to do it because it's three years of school, and uh, you know I would need that three years of school to become a, f- a funeral director. And uh, the and the problem is uh, there's there's uh, there's no uh, there's no new jobs. There's no new funeral homes opening every day. Uh, and just you know, half. You would think it's a boom business. You would think it's a boom business. Oh well, uh, but <laughs> it's a boom business. But the, but the, the homes are the homes that are here have been, have been here for the last hundred years. Uh, there's no new ones opening up. It costs millions of dollars to open that stuff. But more people. And uh, and 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 whoever gets into that job as a funeral director, they they stay for life, or they stay till they're dead, or till they're fired. Right, they get you a know. good deal until they're the one that you're sitting next to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like until they until they're giving their bosses business. You know, it's weird. I have a cousin in the funeral industry now, yeah. and it's weird. She's like, we were taking care of my mother's like plans, and then she want, she kind of like starts talking to us about mm-hmm. our plans in the future. It's like, let's pay with this one first yeah. and worry about me, God willing, 30, 40 years from now in New York. Let's right. worry about it somewhere else. 
Yeah, because that, like, that concept is always there, but it's like, I got to deal with the immediate just shit in my life for right now. I can't be yeah. bothered with that, too. Yeah, at that point, it's like, let's just worry about the cold cuts we're going to have at the fucking <laughs> wake, and then yeah. we'll worry about yeah. what plot I want in Plattsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be worried about that shit when some I, other time. When I, uh, but when, when I started hearing of the bully-related suicides, yes. I, didn't, I, don't think I, actually, I don't think I actually dealt with one on my job, but when I started hearing them, that's one thing that really transformed me, and... And uh, and you know that's what got me to write my anti-bully rap, um, and so that was one of my pr- even though even though I didn't see the body that was my I, I didn't work with the bodies that was probably my some of my biggest transformation moments when it, in in the world of death. Yes, because uh, I mean kid kids being killed kids you know a kid taking his own life because everyone's hurting him you know mm-hmm. you know when kids are ganging up on them uh, both physically and emotionally. You know, psychologically, that was that was just too much for me, and that got my my anti-bully rap. Well, that's good. I think it's yeah. wonderful. I, I, man, I'd really like to try an experiment here, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Tramp, is there any way you could pull up Tom Sawyer by Rush, or if you could find an instrumental version, and then I give Saul headphones, and we have Saul rap over Tom Sawyer. So I think that the bully rap over Tom Sawyer would be magical. What do you think of that? I don't know Are you Tom Sawyer. With Tom Sawyer. No, and I don't know his beats. Well, Tom Sawyer is a song by Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, Tom Sawyer is a character. Also a character. This is all right. I want to become all right. This is fucking making me fascinated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your burgeoning career. <clears throat> I want to be the manager. I'm going to be like Colonel Tom Parker mm-hmm. to you right here. All right, I'm going to find this song. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to play it over the thing and see if it inspires you. Okay. Because I want you to. We're going to wrap up. You want I want me to, you to do a rap. You want me to wrap You want me up? to sing along to the beat? <laughs> I would like. I would like you to rap over a beat. Yes. Okay. That's that's basically what I was saying there. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. This is going to be the greatest thing to happen in any of our lives. Mm-hmm. Any questions as I'm setting this up, guys? Go ahead, please. Um. How is your... this going to go down? <laughs> oh, I'm going to try. Um, yeah, I'm going to play it off phone? my phone. Let's when see you, how this works. When you get into a fight with other rappers, you guys have beef. I will. Does it have to be kosher? <laughs> oh! <laughs> the hearse pulls up to bury him. That's possible. All right. We'll give it a second. The hearse pulls up to bury him in the ground. The country, the world, too stunned to make a sound. Young, age yet, beautiful, a future ahead. Now a tragedy, a catastrophe, you're suddenly dead. You're asking how can this happen in a country so free? It's happening every day. Open your eyes and you'll see. Pretty goddamn good, baby. I'm in. Hold on. These people's stories of bullying and what it does to these kids. Hold on. There you go. It's painful stories of bullying and what it does to these kids Feeling helpless and hopeless with no more reason to live Put an end to this, not an ounce of blood should be spilled Think of what it'd be oh, like dude. if that's your brother they killed We must adopt these dogs, we gotta answer the call Until united we stand so not another would fall It don't matter your race, you could be white or be black When the bullies attack, have no fear, we got your back And that's a perfect right there, right there I'm in There's so. three parts to it there's three parts to it. I was just a little confused because I've I've never done it. I've, I've I've done it to beats, but I've never done it to to ones with the with where I was competing with the other voice. So I said, I, mean, I wish there was a way I could have jimmied it. That's, that's all right. Really that's fine. You know the guy singing, fellow Jew, baby, Getty Lee. Yeah. That's why VH1 Classic. Yeah. Every Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. does 24 hours 
of Rush and calls it Rush Hashanah. Rush. Rush. Swear to God, with Getty Lee. How fucking dope is that? That's pretty sweet. Love it. Actually. It's my fucking dude, Getty Lee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have played that part. Do you want to spit you a few a few rhymes without the beat? All right, yeah, let's do one more, and then we're going to wrap it up. All right. And uh, what, what's this one going to be about, my friend? It's uh, it's the same thing. It's just parts two and three, or just if you want, just part two. Part two. Two minutes off. Too many kids suicide, tapping every year, victim 24-7, they feel like nobody cares, nobody likes them, maybe because they're fat or they're gay, they could be black or be white, but no one cares what they say, I say enough of this, time for us to answer the call, not another bully victim will we ever see fall, these painful stories of bullying and what it does to these kids, feeling helpless and hopeless with no more reason to live, put an end to this, not an ounce of blood should be spilled, think of what it'd be like if that's your brother they killed, we must end up to these thugs, we gotta answer the call, until united we stand, so not another would fall, it don't matter your race, you could be white or be black. When the bullies attack, have no fear. We got your back. Wow. Thank you. This reminds me of those rhymes. Remember in the late 90s when they're trying to get people of uh, violence in the yeah. streets? And they yeah. get like these all-star raps. And you'd mm -hmm. have like Ice-T rhyming about, stay in school. Play with your pen. Kumo D would be doing all that shit. Drugs are, drugs are no good. Lean on me. Was that it? It was the, it was the, it was lean on me. Uh, I don't know if it was from, I don't, I, th I don't know if it had anything to do with the lean on me video or mo sorry, movie. movie? Um, but there is a tr they have like a whole uh, they have like a whole uh, CD of of songs and some a lot of them were like that. How great is it, it's a great movie? Lean on me, but yeah. but somewhat silly. Mm -hmm. Like how great when Morgan Freeman is, has a bat protecting the school. They used to call me Crazy Joe. Yeah. Now they call yeah. me Batman. It's so <laughs> utterly ridiculous. Yeah, it, but I love it because I love Morgan Freeman. Ah man. Now they call me Batman. Oh, yeah. too much. Well, Saul, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for having um, me. I wish you. Uh, five years from now, where are you going to be job-wise, you think? What are you going to be? How are you going to be earning Skrill? What I hope to be doing in five... I hope to be, uh, I hope to be doing my rap career in five years. I mean, I hope it doesn't take that long, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm putting... Right now, I'm putting, my, I'm putting as much money in, uh, as I can. I'm working as hard as I can to put, down, to put down the money so I can start a rap career. I'm financially in the dumps right now, okay. but I'm working real hard so I can put down the money over this. And uh, people say... People say that. Are you uh, burping? You have the hiccups <laughs> as you're talking about uh, your career. That's yeah, the most I, interesting I, way to close a podcast. My it's apologies. Okay. It's okay. You just got emotional. No, a little bit. You know, I'm because um, I'm pretty or emotional. gassy or both. I'm pretty emotional about my songs, and I want to I want to write songs that have a meaning to it. Yes. And uh, by I, I hope, and I hope I'm able to. You know, I'm hoping I'm able to blow some songs up on YouTube, maybe even iTunes, and I want to hopefully do concerts. But I I want my I have one party rap, but most of my most of my songs are meant to be to inspire people. And meant to be inspirational and meant to talk about you know certain issues that need to be fixed. Are the party raps about bitches and hoes? No. Okay. Just well, partying. What kind, of, what kind of party is that, baby? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, any plugs? How can people find you, Saul? Um, you could find me on Facebook, Saul Dyslexic Hourback. Um, that's my that's my Facebook name, and I also have a page called Saul Positive Words Hourback. Uh, Saul Dyslexic Hourback is where I write my crazy comedy posts, and I talk about my hopefully in my future rap career. Yes. Um, and occasional inspirational stuff. Saul Positive Words Hour Back is a post is a is a page which nobody looks at, and a page that's uh, it's a it's a page that's meant to be uh, you know for positive words, words of inspiration, and those who can't handle my comedy. Um, um, any other plugs? Uh, well, right now, uh, right now I haven't gotten my songs on YouTube or on you know, iTunes yet, so I can't really plug that. So all I could say is uh, keep look, keep, keep an eye out for it. Keep, keep an, an eye out for me. I, my my rap name is either going to be Saul or Dyslexic. It's it's going to be one of those two. I don't know yet. What about Dyslexic Saul? Dyslexic Saul. It's a little too long, I guess. Oh, I'll, that's I good. Could try it. 
Well, you had Bushwick Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, that's a good that's old a good idea. dirty bastard. Old dirty bastard. Mm-hmm. Ghostface uh, Killer. That's a lot. That is a lot. Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, Snoop, Snoop Lion now. Snoop Lion. Well, it took years to get to that fuck up point. <laughs> yeah, took real, took you know, took years to realize, uh, you know, he picked the wrong animal. Grandmaster Mel Mel. I could go on all day. <laughs> I know. Good. Well, look for it. your music will drop in 2014. That's some hip hop terms, and I'm throwing it right there. Yeah. Benj, plug away, my dear friend, please. The usual stuff. Stand up New York Labs. Check it out. Uh, we got the special promo co- code Lust for our fans out there. Come to shows. We got a, we got shows every night of the week. We also have shows in the lab. We have other podcasts on this network. Check it out. Spread the word. Like us. Tweet at us. Give us feedback. Tell us what you'd like to see and uh, keep spreading the love. You got damn right, baby. Spread that love, Anthony Davito. Um, whose new nickname is Anthony Davito Corleone? That, that's it. That's pretty good. Anthony DeVito Corleone. Right. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Anthony DeVito underscore. You could listen to my podcast, The Rad Dude Cast. And um With Brendan Aaron and Greg Brendan Stone. Aaron and Greg Stone. And uh, Greg Stone and myself uh, are doing shows here at Stand Up New York Labs. I don't know when the next one is, but uh, Savage Animal. We'll, Savage Animal is the name of the show. And um, follow me on Twitter. We'll let you know about it. These two do as good a two-guy act as you can find. It's just uh, wonderful. It's unpredictable. It, it's sometimes I, I compare it to watching footage of Iggy Pop and the Stooges, <laughs> but doing comedy. And, I, and to say the least, that's beautiful. So it's very good. Thank you, my man. Um, at Mad Dog Matter on Twitter, Mad Dog Matter, Facebook, Lust for Life. Hit us with concerns, questions, accolades. We'll take hate mail, right, Bench? You, you needed us. more. Step up the hate mail. Yeah, again. call us a bunch of twats. <laughs> we, we, we don't get enough of that anymore. Give us some of that. Um, man, just keep supporting it. If you love it, spread it to people. I think we're still doing good, man. People are uh, listening, and that's just so flattering. Man, if you were to tell me in the summer that we'd have uh, a couple thousand listeners by the end of the year, you guys are probably hearing this at the beginning of the year. I don't know when these come out anymore. But um, it means a lot, man. And yeah. please, uh, we have stories to tell. Saul has a story to tell. Get them out there, man. If you have something to say, give me a yell. If you got a friend, get them out to us or her. I want to, what's it going to be a him? Mm-hmm. Um, mad love to stand up New York, baby. Support this club. I'm up here a lot. This place rocks. Super Tramp in the booth. AJ Friedman. Johnny Fatigate. John Minnesota Fatigate. <laughs> Producing as well. Jimmy. LaChase, a.k.a. Midnight Express. Man, I love the Donnie, Gabe. Gabe and I were going to go to a basketball game the other day. I'll tell that story one day. It's, it didn't happen, but it was fucking classic. Anyway, it was a great New York story. <laughs> Mad love to everyone. Cousin Nick with the artwork. TJ Fogarty slash Timothy Styles with the music. Uncle Billy, number one fan, invited Benji and John Laster to Christmas dinner. Really? <laughs> if you're in, in Vegas, Vegas? On the which is awesome because you don't celebrate Christmas, but you can have it with the Matterns eating ribeye steaks. We're having Ooh. fucking ribeye uh, steaks. I'm there. Or we had ribeye Thank steaks for the if invite. this comes out. I'm, I'm touched. I'm you're there, Bubba. Right he'll do, I mean, he, he's only heard one episode with you so far. Give it a little more. <laughs> Saul, give him time. Maybe you'll make Easter. <laughs> and maybe we'll do a Passover thing at the same time and we'll get all the bases covered. I don't know. Lovely. Mad love to everybody. Till next week. What are we worth? We're all worth a million of prizes. Good night, everybody. Unless you you listen to this in the morning. (laughs) Thank you. All right, my people. That was a beautiful episode. Show up February 18th. Hopefully you're not listening to this on the 19th because you're eight days behind these podcasts. You know, you don't have to be so timely, but 
please, a four-day window. That's all we ask. All right, February 18th, 8 p.m., 78th of Broadway, Stand Up New York Labs, special guest. That dude you just heard might be showing up and rapping. So we need to, we're going to try and hire a Rush cover band to show up and play Tom Sawyer behind them. That's going to take a lot of effort. 218, Tuesday, 8 p.m., Stand Up New York Labs, birthday party, live podcast. Love you all. See you next week, man. Let's get loose.